welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier. Grateful to be back with you again. Thanks for gracing us with your presence, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. I'm here with two other Infinity Bros today. My confidant, my number two man when it comes to reviewing things like Loki Episode 3, which is what we will be talking about today. Infinity Bro Mark. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm Mark Jones, and I am the Infinity Bros Podcast. What does that mean? You know what it means. No, that makes sense. Someone someone will know what that means, and I'll give no, that, that a 3.25 out of 6. Yeah, that's really smooth. Really strong start. This should be a great episode. And he's back. As it should be. Can I keep going? Yes. Okay. And he's back off of the Twitch stream. He's usually twitching uh, two to five days a week. Infinity Bro Robbie. Robbie, how you doing, man? I'm just happy to get an invite to come on to the Infinity Bros podcast. Um, I'm definitely not a top two bro like you guys. I I think when it comes to the podcast, I think I'm bottom tier, but I'm number one in the uh, Twitch stream hearts, I believe. Welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your podcast podcast experience we have a great episode planned for you guys today we're going to talk about the new shang chi trailer that just dropped uh, for us 45 minutes ago but for you whenever you're listening to it uh, this week um, on thursday june 24th so you're going to want to check that out on the front end and then we're going to do our loki episode three non-spoiler review first so we'll do a section where we just talk about our broad um, thoughts on the episode and then we will put an Infinity Bro spoiler warning in there before we talk about any major spoilers or details. So if you haven't watched Loki yet, don't fret, don't worry. We'll get it taken care of for you. We just want to make sure that you're aware of that and you're not going to hear anything you don't want to hear today when you're listening to this podcast. So, um, Mark, it was interesting. I was watching uh, Doctor Strange the other day and thinking through like this TVA stuff. And ju- this isn't necessarily a spoiler for episode three, but more for episodes one and two. But the ancient one talks about her energy comes from all of the multiverse. So the TVA for sure has to be BSing us, right? Like going into episode three, were you thinking this is all a big misstep and like a big okie doke? Are you asking me if all of Loki has been a red herring so far? No, I'm saying more of episodes one and two. (laughs) And do you feel the TVA is a big red herring? I think it's got to be. I think there's, just so much more there's there's something bigger at play here like i this episode made me feel like maybe this isn't really happening yeah maybe like what they're experiencing isn't really happening i don't know or like at least when they got to the the planet like that's not actually that's like more of like a simulation or something or like one of them's or loki's actually being enchanted yeah we'll see we don't want to talk to too, too many spoilers real quick i just saw that and i had to get that out on the front end Rob, we're going to hear your non-spoiler thoughts as well uh, after we talk about Shang-Chi. So I'm not going to ask you any more questions because Mark and I are already diving headfirst into the weeds. I'm just happy and to be we'll here. be there a while if we don't uh, if we don't stop. So, Robbie, we're happy you're here. We're grateful you're here. This is going to be exciting. <laughs> I mean, for the guys that don't check out our Twitch channel and you just listen to our podcast, you got to go check out Robbie because this dude opens Digimon packs, Pokemon card packs, magic. You have like small magic cards now, Robbie. Small little magic decks. Just little tiny magic decks. Little tiny magic And Dragon Ball decks. Super World Tournament cards. 
You're just opening everything. And you're playing those Marvel I wish games. more iconic cards, like Ren and Simpy. It's fun. We chat. We have fun. We have deep conversations sometimes. Uh, and we chat about, you know, random nerd stuff. Or, uh, or people just make fun of my gameplay, which is kind of where it eventually ends most of the time. For those that have not watched us on Twitch, Robbie, what games are you playing right now? Uh, I'm currently going through Jedi Fallen Order for the first time. I've never played it, so I'm oh, I'm probably 10, between 20, 10 and 12 hours in. Uh, we do a lot of Valheim with buddies as well, and then we play uh, Marbles on stream as we open up uh, Pokemon packs, which is really fun. It's an interactive game where you get your own little marble and you try to beat everyone else. And we do a lot of give a, giveaways on the uh, Twitch stream as well. That's a, that's the a big get. People got to come in, win some free stuff. Get some love, get some encouragement, and uh, go on with their days. Yeah, you get a lot of love and encouragement when you go on and do the Twitch stream with Robbie. When you do it with Isaac and Jarrett, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that. Yeah, I hear those guys hate people. Yeah, it's like all analytics with them, <laughs> and like just no fun. It's at not all. fun at all. Is what I is what I hear. I actually don't watch. And usually, Robbie's I don't watch like stream. glistening from his like you know post workout before you stream so it's like super buff and stuff so it's really got a sick awesome. pump going and yeah if you if you jump in on most thursday nights it's a tank top thursday so you get Ooh. a little extra skin we do have a we do have a a community push though for if we ever get to a thousand subs which is would be astronomical for me or for us uh but then we were we're gonna do a, <laughs> a hot tub stream where I will legit get a get get some bathing a bathing suit a hot tub and we'll do a hot tub stream because that's the uh that's the thought thing to do on a Twitch. Do you now. currently not own a swimming suit, or do you need one to be funded by the Infinity Bros? Uh, for you? Probably one that's funded by the Infinity Bros. We'll need you to just come out to my dad's house, who just bought a hot tub, and we'll we'll get the setup out there. That's, I was honestly going to go buy one of those like sixty dollar, put it in your backyard, fill it with some hot water, hot tubs, and just call it good. But hey, if we could go, if if the admiral wants to show up, let's do that. That'll get the people going. It will. We have right right now. I'm staying at my parents' house in the interim as we're currently buying our house, and there's a couple frogs living in their hot tub because it had been vacant for so long. So right now we're going to be shocking the hot tub, killing the frogs. So it's not very stuff. humane of you. Why don't you just go get like you know a net and like bring them to safety? Well, that's a great question. So Shang-Chi, let's talk about that. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the, of the Ten Rings is coming out here in September, September 3rd. We got a second trailer exclusively for the NBA. Isn't it pretty wild that the NBA got this one? Good for those guys. What a crazy season, too, Robbie. Like, total side note, Trey Young is, like, absolutely lighting it up. Trey Young and Devin Booker are the next uh, young studs of the NBA. Yeah, and then you got Luka, you got Giannis, and that crazy stuff. If you don't like basketball, we just spoke gibberish, too. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This movie is based on the Marvel Comics. We'll focus on Shang-Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. It's directed by Destin Daniel Creighton. Writers David Callahan, uh, Destin Daniel Creighton, as I said, and Andrew Lanham. Uh, it stars Simu Liu, Aquafina, Tony Chu, uh, Wai Lung, and a slew of others we've talked about on previous episodes. You, you can actually hear our Shang-Chi review from Mark and I. Oh, gosh. It's, I believe, like 75, 76, one of those episodes we did. Go back. I'll have a link in the show notes if you're interested in in, in checking that out. But I, we got to talk about this one, guys. And if you are somebody that is not interested in watching trailers, this probably isn't the podcast for you to begin with because we pretty much break down any major trailer. So I'm not going to put a spoiler bumper, but I'm going to go ahead and say we're spoiling this trailer and what happens in this trailer. Specifically, there's a big thing I think that happens in the back end of this trailer that's massive to talk about. 
So I want to make sure that if you're a listener and you want to just jump ahead to the non-spoiler review, we'll have the show notes. We'll have the time designation, timestamps. So make sure you avoid that. Uh, before we get started on talking about anything, though, we're going to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system and how we rate things on this show. So I'm going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. Robbie, what did you think of Shang-Chi? The, uh, this is what they're calling the official trailer. What is your rating of this, and what did you think of this trailer? Uh, I was honestly blown away by this trailer. I, I, I have very low expectation for this movie because I don't really know anything about this character. I Them announcing this was basically the first thing I've ever heard of this character or any of these characters, really. Um, so very low expectations going in, but this trailer made me really excited um had a bunch of kind of throwbacks to a lot of japanese films uh, i think there was some crouching tiger hidden dragon type elements um there was there was like some some jackie chan type uh movements in there as well which i was hoping that uh i, I hope i wish he was in the movie but i i i love the trailer i give the trailer a uh, you want my 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 number right now yeah let's go give us the number i would give it a 5.5 out of 6 i really enjoy this trailer very high rating. I think I think it just comes from not having huge expectations and watching this trailer. I'm really excited for a movie that I didn't know if I was gonna you know go see in the theater or not. And I think I, I'm I'm leaning towards actually going out of my house to go to this in the theater now. We'll talk about the main character that not the main character, but the side character that shows up at the end here in a bit. So Mark, please don't reference that character. Tell us your rating, Mark, of this trailer uh, for Shang Chi. Mark just the gave the biggest trailer. eye roll ever, and it was fantastic. You know, I guess I can't talk about it. Then, like, I guess it's a one out of five. No way, one out of five. <laughs> okay, I'm. I don't care what you said, Max. You can. All right, go ahead, ignore me. me, blow me off. I I give this a six out of six, and I give it a six out of six because my thought has been like, how do they tie this to the rest of the MCU? And Abomination is in the end of this trailer. I have a feeling Bruce Banner or maybe even She-Hulk is going to be in this movie. Okay, since you just decided to totally okie doke the plan I had for talking about this, that's fine. It's wonderful. Uh, let me talk about well my rating real quick. Let- Just FYI, everybody, Infinity Bros. Universe. Max doesn't give us the plan, and then he gets mad at us no, for no. screwing up his let plan. Let me give you the FYI, Infinity Bros. Universe. I, I, I work these notes out because I know how Mark is, and I just got to carry him through the woods because I know mentally Mark will take us to amazing spots. But I've got all these <laughs> beats lined out, and then Mark goes, no, I'm not going to listen to you. Abominations is a trailer. And then he's always got sketchy backgrounds. Someday we'll get film. <laughs> for our backgrounds and then you'll be able to see all the sketchy things that Mark does. But no, Mark, I'm absolutely with you on this. I think abomination is absolutely the, the center point and piece of the puzzle that connects this character in this section of this universe to the Avengers. And it sounds like this is the way that he becomes an Avenger, right? Like this has to be the tipping point a la, you know, Falcon with Ant-Man and how that connection happened in civil war. Don't you think? For sure. I mean, I'm sure. Bruce Banner comes up to me like, hey, I heard he fought Abomination. Do you know where he went? And then he like, you know, that's then they high five and he goes looking after Abomination. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was really deep insight. Thank Should you be for a sharing that. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, maybe Isaac will clip that for our Instagram page that's and that'll beautiful. really get us a lot of people to check out our show. I mean, that's kind of how the Ant-Man and... <laughs> well, and they have to be in hiding. They're all wearing hats as well. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Just hats. a dark blue hat. Yep. And then they put their... They put, <laughs> Well, and it would be Bruce Banner. It would be it would be Professor Hulk. Hulk now. I, my bad. I got yeah, that's right. 
So like this Hulk has like a big jacket on and a hat and a beard. It'd be like a sombrero. <laughs> Very inconspicuous. Uh, things I loved about this trailer, I'll give my rating real quick. I gave this a five out of six. I'm kind of with both of you on this. Uh, I really like seeing the Ten Rings on display from Wen Wu. I clearly can see the outline for Jin Yitnan and Wen Wu's yin and yang of this character with Shang-Chi. And, and I think that background is going to be really big. A character that nobody's talking about is Razor Fist, played by Florian Montanu, and who he is the Creed, he is Creed's son in Creed 2. I really, really love that that actor. I think he did a killer job in that movie. And I just think he's gonna be a great villain to help really create some great tension. And and I'm really just looking forward to the choreography of this of this whole movie. Uh, Shang-Chi's power set I think Robbie I think it's a blessing that nobody knows anything about this character if they want to usher in a couple new abilities or pick and choose which abilities he wants to have like we're seeing some air bending in this trailer we're seeing obviously hand-to-hand combat's going to be big but mm-hmm. how he uses his chi is going to be a really really big question mark that Marvel's got to answer because some people will come in with Iron Fist watching those two seasons right I don't think the general audience will, but I think some people are going to watch that, and that gave a lot of people a bad taste in their mouth. I'm really hoping that Marvel does it better. The only reason I'm not giving it a six is because I don't like that they're showing Wen Wu versus Shang-Chi at the end. I I didn't need that. I I didn't need that as my final shot. It could have just been Shang-Chi versus Razor Fist a a little more. It could have been some of these, um, more of these, like the mythical dragon. That shows up at the end that merchandising apparently is calling White Dragon. Some people think it could be Fin Fang Foom. I don't know if they're going to go with that name just because that has some pretty race, racist you know, backdrops to it. I think that would have been a good one to end Does on. White Dragon not? I don't know. <laughs> I, personally, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's going to get people going on the subject. I'm just saying... Either way, they're going to have to do something that is a racial stereotype because this character was built in some ways on some racial stereotypes, don't you think? I mean, yeah, I think there's there's definitely some probably early level groundwork that was done in the comics that was very stereotypical because, I mean, it's so easy as probably as a Marvel creator to be like, well, we need a Japanese character. Well, make him fight with his fist and do a bunch of Japanese stuff and there's some dragons and, you know. So there's probably a lot of stereotypical stuff that they have to kind of tread around. And I, like, like I said, I don't know the early days of this comic book character, so I don't have a lot, whole lot to speak on. But there's probably some stuff that they're treading lightly around, especially I know there's been a lot of that Stop Asian Hate uh, group going around. Not to get political or to get into that, but making sure there was good representation. And that's why I think when you look at this cast, the representation is 100% there, and it's, it's very fulfilling. And I think they have to... They have to... Um, hit it right on the head perfectly to execute this movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Mark, any thoughts on that? Well, I don't know the character enough to, I guess, really make a comment on the racial thing, but I would find it... It'll be interesting how it does in China, though. You know. Well, because they think he is Simu Lu, excuse me, the, the actor who plays Shang-Chi. They believe that he is not handsome enough for the role. Yep, I've, I've heard that. So it's like, it, that's what's... And they're very particular with that stuff, or historically have been with movies recent in the recent like five to ten years so it'll just be interesting to see if it doesn't do well in china do we get a second china's been more open to these live action things if you if you look at like the animes they're now making all their big animes into live action animes 
anime movies. Uh, so not animes anymore. They're actual live action. Um, and they're, those are starting to gain some ground. So I think movies like this have the opportunity to be popular there. I think it'll be fine, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. So you can check out that on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you're using. That, that trailer's out right now. And Abomination's going to show up. That will be wild. So, Robbie, do you think Hulk is going to show up in this? The Professor yeah. Hulk? Uh, I, I doubt it. Okay. I highly doubt that. What's more likely, She-Hulk or Professor She-Hulk. Hulk? She-Hulk. I'd probably, sh- yeah, I'd, I'd say yes to She-Hulk because that'd be a good way to introduce her. I know I'm on record of saying I don't really care that much about She-Hulk, but uh, if they do well with the characterization, maybe I'd be- him become a fan. Yeah, we Who know knows? you hate her. It's okay. Yeah, we forgive yeah, you. That, that's that's what they say. That's they. That's what, that's you, what you, that's said. you said. <laughs> <laughs> Not they, that you. It's definitely, it's definitely what they say. We will head over to Loki episode three now, uh, which is on Disney Plus. You can check that out there. Robbie, the, our audience who has listened to previous episodes has heard about ep- our thoughts on episode one and two, Mark's and mine, but our audience has not heard your thoughts yet. So before we dive into episode three, I'd love to know just a quick, a quick, a quick, a quick little anecdote on your episode one and two thoughts. Go ahead. Quick little rundown. Uh, give me the quick rundown of what your thoughts are on episodes one and two while I shake <laughs> off that embarrassment. <laughs> I I uh, I really enjoyed episodes one and two. Uh, there's a lot of character development going on, especially with Loki, because we know this is like old school Loki. It's not the Loki that we know right now. Um, been loving the connection with him and uh, Mobius, played by Owen Wilson. I think that's been probably my favorite thing, um, along with also like just learning more and more about the TVA. And then just getting to, I don't know, mess around with Tom Hiddleston as Loki and, and Mobius is, like I said, that's definitely my favorite part. Um, so it's been interesting learning about the TVA. So I give it a a, a 5.5 out of 6 for episodes 1 and 2. You're just handing out 5.5 out of 6s left and right to everything today. It's... Well, it's it's gonna go down here after we talk about. Interesting. Episode. Okay, good. I'm I'm looking yes. forward to hearing your thoughts more about this. Okay, good, good, good. Um, let's talk about our non-spoiler reviews of this episode. So, Mark, we will start with you. Give us your non-spoiler, so you can broad strokes tell the audience what you thought of this episode without spoiling any major details and a rating. I'm actually give this like it's odd to me how I feel about this episode. But I feel like less happened in this episode, but I I personally enjoyed it more. So I'm giving it a 5 out of 6. A 5.1 out of 6. Wink. Um, I, like, you know, the big, the broad strokes with this is, you know, at the ending of 2, we see Loki go through um, the portal or whatever they call it. And, you know, confronts Lady Loki, Enchantress, Sylvie, whoever, whatever you want to call her. You know, getting to the top floor. Um, you, you they, can't. You know, you're not supposed to spoil to... the episode, Mark. Well, you said broad strokes. Yeah, broad strokes. But you're not supposed. You this is a non-spoiler review. They got to a floor. Yeah, there was a floor, and they there was to... a character. We all knew what was happening. Her, her name hadn't been right. revealed. Well, yet. then, whatever. <laughs> yeah, let's it call out, it Max. Lady Loki. Come on, Mark. It's 2021. <laughs> lady Loki. That lady. Um, you know, they get 
to a different planet. No, 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 Mark, you're, you're, you're breaking down okay. the episode. We don't break down the episode yet. We just give our rating. All right, then believe it's all. Okay, it's 5.1 out of 6, wink. Show was awesome. We go to a purple planet. No, There's stop. Do not talk about the episode. There's no purple planet. The Disregard. Max, you can't mention the planet. No, you're the not planet. supposed it's to do literally that. Some, called some people if haven't the watched the episode yet. The episode is called Lamantis. If the you're listening to this episode, it's episode Lamantis. whatever. Loki episode three. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, what? <laughs> okay. Hell? You know what? I'm just going to go over quick so Mark can keep talking about it. I'm going to give this episode a three out of six. I would... Uh, I'm interested to hear more of Robbie's thoughts. I have been, I am on record now of saying I'm massively underwhelmed with this show so far. And there have been some interesting things that have happened in it, but nothing that's stuck out where I'm like, oh my gosh, that is such a big, huge thing that's happening. And this is the first Marvel property I can probably say that's ever happened for me on. So I still have hope that it'll land given the subject matter. And I do think you that, know that Thor the Dark World happened, right? Yes, that's fair. Fair, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, I just, the only reason that I'm giving it this so that I'm still confident about it is because of who's writing this show, who's in this show, and the subject matter lends itself to some really awesome things happening in the last two and a half, two hours of this show. So I, I'm still confident it will be fine, but three out of six in this episode. And I'll talk more about that later. Robbie. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Three out of six for this episode. Uh, uh, we we we've joked about filler episodes before, right? Okay, the, you can't have anything that resembles a filler episode when you only have six episodes. This you could argue that this is a filler episode. Could could, could you make that argument? I will make that argument because we didn't really get anywhere. Yeah, we did. We got to a purple planet. Mark, come That's on. It's non-spoiler, Mark. That may or may not exist and may or may not be exploding at the same time. And, yeah, I just feel like we didn't get anywhere, and now we have to wait for the next episode, because this episode was only 35 minutes long for a six-episode series. We got a 35-minute episode that got us nowhere. Let's let's go ahead and dive into the spoilers here, because we're going we're gonna to come and unglue it, and Mark's going to talk past the purple planet, and that would just be bad for our listeners. It's a moon. I, I, I don't even know there was a planet that blew the, up that's coming Robbie in. Robbie didn't even see colors. Was the planet episode, actually right? purple? It's purple atmosphere. We are going to start talking about key details and plot points of this episode, so if you do not want to be spoiled and have not seen it, we want to make sure that you are getting a proper warning. So this is your spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Is the Earth a green planet or a, or a blue planet? Red jacket, green jacket. <laughs> Finish the rest. I love it. I, I'm just, I'm just confused now. What do we call Earth? Is yeah. that, is that Earth a no. blue, green? All right, let, let's Ten, let's talk okay. about some key plot point details here. Uh, Mark, we. Let's let's get the elephants out of the room, as you and I say. We find out at the end of this episode that the TVA is filled with variants. Everybody working for the TVA, at least to our knowledge, and oh, that's what they want us to think. Well, that's what so that's what she said. We don't know if that's true. Do we trust her? That's what she said. Mark, what are you? What was your reaction to that news? What was your thoughts to that? Did you feel? fulfilled by that did you feel like hey i kind of called this a little bit because i know you alluded to this last episode we spoke did you feel like this was a good clear answer or did you think it was 
dealt with in a throwaway. It was not clear answer. It came from uh, Lady Loki. Sylvie. So another Sylvie. spoiler, Loki, but we'll talk about that. Enchantress. Whatever. Um, but no, I don't think it was. It's definitely not clear coming from her, but it definitely makes you think. Like, well, I know the timekeepers in the comics made Mobius. You know, and that's there could be multiple different variants of Mobius, but maybe the you know the make up the rest of the people because she brought up you know the, um the guard that she captured was at one point, you know a human hunter C twenty who lived on Earth, yep. So it's very possible maybe they've been doing that. Very possible. Uh, I kind of hope we get some more like nefarious thing going on in the TVA. That'd be interesting if that's what we get in episode four, but yeah, at this point it's just up in the air. Anything's possible. Okay. I want to talk real quick, like about the, about the, about, okay. The multiverse thing and Mobius. Is there potential that somewhere down the line we get a Mobius talking to Owen Wilson connection? Like in the multiverse, because if Mobius was it was a person, then like his very like if he's a variant, in the multiverse there could be Owen Wilson who is also a Mobius. But I believe Mobius is actually created by the Timekeepers. But we don't know. But but like, that's what he like believes. Comic book wise. Mark, what if Tom Hiddleston meets Loki? Exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. What if Tom Hiddleston? Loki. Well, that almost happened this episode with Wait. Sylvie. In changes, yeah. Who gets her powers from Loki? No, who gets her so powers maybe, from... What if Tara Strong actually makes her way into an acting role <laughs> rather than just a voice? <laughs> Live action, uh, <laughs> Miss... Uh, oh, what, I, what I, why do I forget her name? Miss what? Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, yep. Yeah. We just get like a... Like a really fake, like mall costume of Smiths. <laughs> just Smiths. Yeah. And like her face is like actually in it. <laughs> I think it's great. One of my favorite things about being on this podcast with you, Mark, is you forget every character's name and I just fill in the name and you go, thank you. And then you just keep your talk hey, going. Why would I need to remember when I have a computer to give me hey, the Jared's answers. not here and that's really mean yeah, of you to Jared's say that. Oh, Come okay. on, seriously. Not okay, that let's often. all hit the same joke at cool the same jets. time. I, I'm with you, kind of, Mark. I, I, I think that's a great way to put it. Is the source reliable? For this information, I think the an argument could be made that the source is not reliable. I do think that the TVA is filled with variants, though. I think it helps. Oh yeah, I, I would. I'd yeah, I, I'm assuming you agree with that. I I don't think Mobius is. A that's variant, fine, though. and that's that's an okay argument. And then the other one would be uh, Ravona Renslayer. Like, is she a variant, or is she working for a higher authority? If she is working for a higher authority then it's clear and obvious that Kang would be at least the number one choice in terms of comic lore to pull from. I'm got I'm getting Mandarin vibes. Like this is actually gonna go nowhere. They're gonna go to the top of this and there's gonna be like nothing oh, in that's that what room. You're Mandarin. That'd be like, funny. That that's where I'm going where she's so like set on protecting that because there's literally nothing right. there. And they're just running this based on like the principle that they have, but there's no one actually pulling any strings. I've had a thought that actually one of the timekeepers is Kang and Kang has killed the other two timekeepers and Renslayer is trying to cover that up because she loves Kang. Mark, I think there's a I think there's a legitimate chance that we could even see an old villain return. Like an all I mean we talked about it last episode, but I really and we jokingly said this, Mark. 
I really think Ultron could be one of those people too. I think there's a real chance. A robot would love to have a one conditioned timeline. He'd love to have humans he can control. Yeah. Yeah, and who can generate this technology at the level he can? I mean, Ultron does fit that angle to me. And who and who who would have the computing power to do all that if not a timekeeper? It would have to be Ultron. And think about this, if Ultron still existed, in in the current MCU timeline, like he's not destroyed, he went to hiding, like in whatever, you know, however Jarek goes hides when he's not around us. Um, Someone turned him he off. Could, I haven't heard from him in weeks. <laughs> somehow he could have found his way into where Tony was working with time, the like the you know going in the quantum realm, got himself into the quantum realm, and then theoretically the TVA is in the quantum realm. He winds up in there. Somehow. I absolutely agree. I think that's a very real possibility here. And there's three timekeepers, right? So I would imagine that there will be three individuals at least highlighted that are of significant value over importance in the context of the Marvel comic lore. And it could just be random people, too, that are famous, but the general audience doesn't know yet, but will know by the end of this. I really think that these these agents are all variants. I actually think Mobius is a variant, too, because of the jet ski bit from episode two i think that's a clear sign that he is from earth i think he's probably from the 90s and that he'll find that out eventually i don't know if ravona renslayer is though that's the one that that to me is the one i would say go ahead robbie no that's the connection i was thinking of max when all these people have these things that they're like kind of obsessed with or, or or don't quite understand um that they they've slightly hinted at which gives me like a little i kept thinking westworld you know where some of the the AI robots would like see something and it would trigger something in them. I feel like that kind of same thing is happening with Mobius and like the jet ski. Um, it creates a very interesting, uh, just a very interesting story. I think that they could go down. I, I also, I just want to pop in. I think you guys are crazy to think that Ultron's going to show up in this. I'm going to be that person on the podcast for everyone else that's listening and listening to you guys talk about Ultron. I think you're completely uh, bat stuff crazy and i don't think that's uh gonna happen no it probably all. won't happen but but we can dream can't we mark yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let robbie crush my dreams this is a speculative podcast robbie get with it robbie mark <laughs> just went out into the weeds and like a dog that finds an old dead rat and i brought there. something back from you're you and you're like yeah. gross and then stomped on it and, and now mark back is going back so into like the weeds hoping like he can find dog. something right like i did a couple episodes ago i couldn't eat this there wasn't enough meat on the bones i can't eat this i'm throwing it back so i this is this is me like listening to you guys me, like me if i if bones, i was normally I listening to this like a as a detailed podcast. plan well let mark mark let's go ahead and do a victory lap mark you want to know why we're going to do a victory lap? Because you know what we did two episodes ago? We called that the Enchantress was this character. We called that, Mark. That. And that so we're going to take that victory lap. Sylvie re- re- uh, reveals her name to be Sylvie. And y- now I sent this in our group chat. I will actually put a link to this in the show notes. There is a featurette right now from the Loki series that essentially you can hear straight from the director in the actor's mouths that she is a variant of Loki. So it is confirmed that she's a variant of Loki. That That is not going to change. Even So that is the one part of my theory that was not correct. However, it appears that this is going to be this cinematic universe's version of the Enchantress 
until maybe we get in Amora down the line, which I think is an which I still think is a possibility. But for the sake of this conversation, this character is the Enchantress. Way too many enchantment lines throughout this series so far through three episodes. Mark, were you satisfied with that reveal? I need to go back in the weeds for a second because you just made me think of this. So we talk about, because this is another thing that she brings up too when she's talking about it, how she's been on the run since she was, she says forever. So assuming that she was a child when she's been on the run, what if a variant of Loki traded places with her so the TVA thinks that she's actually a Loki because Loki gave her powers and she actually is the Enchantress and really like, you know, in quotations like Quicksilver and WandaVision is actually a different character. I'm choosing to guard my heart right now, Mark. <laughs> I'm ready. You got it. I'm wide open. You can stand. No, I, I've been burned too many times and love is like a dagger. Uh, so far, I am having lower opinions of this show than I am of WandaVision. So I, I am trying to really guard my heart and hope that they land this ship correctly the, down the stretch. So I, I'm going to say that I I think they would – I only think they put that out because they wanted the general audience to get a sure answer of she is a variant. Let's let it be. Let's move on in the context of the story because I think they watched all the crap with WandaVision and people go like me, go bananas and come up with all these crazy van theories. And then when they didn't come, happen, for some people it was very frustrating or when you said a character was somebody and then you just revealed them to be a boner joke, that was what happened in reality. So, Robbie, what are your thoughts on this character essentially being a doppelganger of the Enchantress or a variant of Loki? Uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. It's, it's, it seems like kind of an easy way for them to kill two birds with one stone, I guess. Um, the whole character development behind it kind of threw me off because they made this variant out to be this very, like, terrifying figure like you know, always showed her in like dark cloaks and the girl pointing to the demon right poster i know you guys you know, guys are connected to that to the mephesto and everything and then well, and the song at the beginning of this episode was it's called demons right so. so so you got all that going on and then we finally meet her and she's like she's she, i think she's trying to be dark and mysterious but it's not landing at all to me she keeps like cracking little jokes with loki um, just little quirky things. And it, it's what I was feeling the first two episodes, which was like almost like a fear of this character is completely gone now. And now it seems like she's just a girl that has a kind of a little bit of a plan that doesn't really seem to be working out too well. Now she's just a mad, scared lady. I Loki. also would add to that, Robbie, that it appears that Loki was this huge, amazing, scary presence from Avengers and he finds out that his mom dies, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden he's got the case of the softies. And if he is 2012 Loki, he's going to be way more harsh about this whole process. We saw it in Dark Thor the Dark World, which ironically you, you mocked earlier, but he, he lamented for a long time about it. He didn't just jump in and be joyful. Mm -hmm. He didn't jump in all right away with Thor. He, he sat there in his cage, and he was depressed for a little bit. We haven't fully had that right. moment here. And yes, we had a glimpse of that in episode one, but we haven't fully had that with this character. So I also think that the same argument could be made about Loki, Robbie. I think Robbie, I really think that it has been a little rushed, to be honest. So Mark, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think it's panning out good. I mean, we that's why you got the first episode. Like it fast tracks, you know, to to Loki, like kind of experiencing everything he did from Avengers to in 
Infinity War, so... Let's talk about Lamentis. It is a Kree world in the comics where Quasar discovers that the Annihilation is occurring. This is the worst apocalypse of all time. It's the... It's Lamentis 1 is the name, and it's in the year 2077. A... Couple weird things happen in this part. I think we talked basically about the two biggest reveals of this episode. I want to talk about another one that happens at the end, and that's Loki essentially sending a building that was crashing down on him and Sylvie right back up. Robbie, do you have thoughts on this before I talk about it? Because uh, I want to give you the floor more because you and I have a similar rating, and I don't know if we're going to think the same on this. Did you buy that Loki has these powers, or is something fishy going on to you? No, that threw me off. And at first, I was like, wait, did someone else? Do that and I, I can't remember who I was thinking of now it's of course it's I'm blinking on it but I, some someone popped in my head when that happened I was like oh that was maybe this character now it's completely gone but it, it did I didn't buy that Loki has that sort of ability because it kind of came out of nowhere and we've never seen him do anything that powerful um with something that big so I I didn't buy that and now and thinking of that moment almost makes me like kind of go down the rabbit the rabbit hole with Mark. Like, maybe this is all just Enchantress working through getting answers out of Loki, possibly. You're nailing it. I, this I, is I exactly it, where I was going, I, Robbie. I'd add one more yeah. thing. And, Mark, maybe you agree with me, with both of us on this. I think for sure this was a bottle episode inside of Loki's mind. And I think that's what we're going to find out episode four. I think Enchantress did get in his head when she put her hands around his neck. If that's the if that's the case, like I know I said it, and you know, but to do a whole episode on that like little thing, it's kind of like a big middle finger to the fans, in my opinion, because it's like you just you wasted a whole episode on it all this not well, really it's character being development. Real. That's that's the argument that can be made. But essentially, the first three sure, episodes have, have been character development. But you have a six. But you have a six. <laughs> you have a, you're right. Uh, you have a six episode series, and you're gonna waste like this. Legitimately, would be. A filler episode, if that is the case. It would be a filler episode that actually didn't matter as a filler episode. Because nothing, like, big came out, like, re- like revealing to the plot line. So if that's the, the case, then, in order to assume that this is actually happening in the time frame of these characters. And the only reason I don't think that it's... I guess, here's what I'm saying. I, I think it could be a bottle episode, but one major argument for it not being a bottle episode is that the screen showed the year 2077. Yes, and then also in I think in the credits you see a picture Correct. of them. Correct. So the that planet. would assume that. So, yes. the TVA has you know, Correct. This actually happened. So if that is not the reality, then now there's a massive, massive, massive plot hole developed and created here, that Loki can essentially stop buildings from crashing. That changes a ton for how Avengers should have played out as a movie, or how Thor: The Dark World should have played. You said you just watched. Out. Doctor Strange, but didn't like to me. It kind of looked like he was able to stop it and reverse it and go make it go back up. It looked like the time stone was being used. Yeah, which made me think like, does he does he have one of the stones? I mean, he could have like grabbed a handful and be like, you never know when you might need these. But that doesn't work because of the power that you you need to just be able to you know use a time stone. I don't know if Loki has that kind of power, but well, he's able I, to use the space stone. I think Loki could use it. I, I don't know if I buy Storm. that, but I certainly don't think he has it. Because I think if he did, he would have, like, flashed it. Because he's the god of mischief. He would have been like, oh, look at what I got. <laughs> you know? Well, it's and twice now he's already mentioned that, like, the timekeepers are the most powerful, is, is the most powerful weapon in the universe. So I think he's over the Infinity Stones. I think that was, 
us just moving past the Infinity Stones for him. I think this is a huge problem for the MCU. If if this is assuming this is all happening in real time, this totally create this makes him way stronger and doesn't use that character at all. He didn't use these in Thor Ragnarok. He didn't use these powers in Thor: The Dark World. Why did he not? Why did he not use these in Avengers? And this is ten years ago. But it's, it's twenty twelve Loki. Maybe because of the immediate danger, he was able to you know take out these powers, which he's never yeah, been in fair. that situation before. Something he went, like that. He went, he went Goku Ultra. Go There's going to have to be an explanation yeah. for this because this is a bigger problem than they think. Person, in my opinion, there. I, I, I think you think that Max, but I think they're just going to brush over it, and it's just going to be that's a super cool superhero thing that happened, and then they're going to move on. In a year, Max, you're going to like not care what happened in this. You're not going to come back to this because they fed the Daddy Feige fed you all the things you actually wanted. I'll have watched Shang Chi by then, and Black Widow, and then the Eternals will happen, and I'll talk about all the plot holes that were in Eternals, and we'll be right back. And here. then, and then we'll come back every episode when we talk about this stuff when Max poops on everything. Be like it's WandaVision's fault that Max is so salty. I just with said that WandaVision is way better so far to me than yeah, Loki. Yeah, well, I, mean, I just said that. So is is Kevin Feige messing up? I would say that Kevin Feige messing up isn't the problem. Oh. Now are the directors messing up? Yeah, Kevin Feige has a who's lot of hands and a lot directors? of pots right now. He's got a lot of hands and a lot of pots. Oh, who's in well, charge? He's certainly no okay. DC. I'll tell you that. He's cert- <laughs> okay. I don't even know who's in charge at DC. <laughs> Ding! If you can give me a name to to go after at DC, I'd love to call it. That's a really good Wonder Woman impression you just did there to flex. Okay, so we're going to go after Gal Gadot. It's 2021, Robbie. Well, can we go after uh, 1984? We can keep keep hating on that movie. Oh, gosh, I hate that movie. Or Captain Marvel. Shut up, Robbie. Captain Marvel's amazing. I didn't say that. That was Mark, but I will say it. That movie sucks. Yeah, you, well, I was just preparing (laughs) mentally for it. I was getting ready for you to say it. The, The TVA jumps into Max's Max's bedroom. Excuse me. That'd be, that'd be wild. <laughs> Those TVA TikToks are really, really sketchy, but really, really funny. They're really good. Uh, we also get the opening scene where Sylvie has this engagement with Hunter C20, and we find out this is her enchanting her to access information, and she's able to manipulate these characters into going into memories that they've had and discovering whatever information she needs to pull. And this is kind of how Hunter C20, it's revealed that she articulated something of value and importance. So do we think that Hunter C20, when she's like, I I need to go back, and she's repeating that line at the end of episode two, is this her realizing that she is a variant, or is this her freaking out? Like, what do you guys think was the reaction to that? I took it as she, she has two personalities basically colliding at that point, and then she's just kind of freaking out. Yeah, I, I interpreted it more as she realizes he's a variant, but I could see what, you, what you're saying is absolutely valid. Mark? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my thought with that was, is she freaking out because she gave out pertinent information? Or does, or is she a variant that knows she's a variant? Yeah. And has just like, and that's what my thought is, like, do some of these actually know that they're variants? Or, and that's where, like, it makes me think, Remobius maybe really isn't a variant. He actually truly was created by the Timekeepers. I don't know. This is where it's just like, this is where it gets really into the weeds with all this stuff because we don't know because we haven't been just given it. Yeah, I feel like from a storytelling perspective, Mobius kind of has to be re- revealed as a variant. Yeah. To clash with that ideal that he had in episode two of like, this is my purpose, and for that purpose to get shattered in the same way that Loki's purpose got shattered. But then they got to show us and give us something where it's like how 
how are they doing this? I don't buy that the timekeepers are these all powerful beings. They're they're no able way. to create life. Okay, uh, the, why are they stuck in the eighties with their style? I don't understand. Like I don't I, I don't understand like. all. all this. I also want to know too, Robbie. Why why are they protecting the sacred timeline? Like why can't these other multiverses exist? Is it well, bad if these other multiverses because exist? Because because in the first episode they talk about. How the other mo- or what they told us or showed us. That was us. I was say it's propaganda. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's propaganda. Miss Minutes is just a propaganda machine. That all these multiverses fought each other. So like that's where, that's where I mean we can get really into the weeds in this, bros. That maybe the multiverses are actually still real. I think they are, and I just I said that at the top of the show with Doctor Strange. That's what the Ancient One says. We pull the energy from the multiverse. Yeah. That is her confirming that the multiverse happens. I don't think the TVA saying this stuff. The TVA probably has a timeline where they succeed in ruling everyone, and that's what they're keeping sacred. And we see Doctor Strange span through the multiverse. So the multiverse, in my opinion, already exists. There's, there's no issue with that. It's really just more of a why does the TVA want to se- secure this timeline? What is of pertinent value in this timeline to them? And that's where I think it really goes back to Kang. It goes back yeah, to a Kang. Yeah, that's not actually the, time, the three timekeepers controlling this. It's like one person right. who had... Well, and it also explains why they let the Avengers go back and make sure that Thanos doesn't kill half the universe. Yeah. That's why they allowed that to happen. If, if, they sh- if they are pulling all these strings that actually make sense for like a time a, a timekeeper to pull, not, ma- not, not like creating life but actually like stopping certain things from happening then that makes sense and i think that's more in the realm of their power but you guys go ahead with the kang thing i don't know anything about kang so i love here listening to you guys about the kang stuff well i think kang he just he works through time and he's from the future and he is trying to essentially conquer all these timelines right and so i think but having kang be real also indicates that reed richards exists for sure because he's a descendant of him so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm fascinated to see what they do. Like there has to be some they're dangling this carrot in front of us right now. And even though I'm giving this episode a 3 out of 6, I'm still very optimistic about this show, which which is encouraging to me because I feel like I haven't I've, I've been underwhelmed so far, but I still feel like there's something big coming down. Maybe this will be the reverse of WandaVision for you, where it's like you gave it all these like high praises and then like the last episode just slaps you across the face. Yeah, and this episode this one, I've just, just been, been like negative. And yeah, like you know, like yeah. Robbie said, you brought you went out to the Weezy, grabbed something, and Robbie was disappointed with you. Like that's how you felt. And then the last episode like blows your socks off. I do like the Enchantress as a character too. So I've always actually liked that character. So I, I think it's cool that she's in this show right now. I'm not really thrilled that she's a Loki variant. It would it would be really cool to me if she wasn't. But if she is, I can accept that. I that's that's not a huge I'm not gonna go crazy for that. I'm just glad that she's in this universe now. I'm just floored that they're making her the main number two in this show. I think that's pretty cool. And so if King does pan out to be the the big bad of this whole phase four, five, six, I'm not against it. And I like it. I just seriously wonder, like, how do you fit everything else that they're going to try to do? Like, you have to do Galactus. You have to do Dr. Doom. 
And then you have to add Magneto into the end of this with X-Men. Like, I, there's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen. There's really not any point to bring in Doctor Doom or Galactus without the Fantastic Four. So Right, that's what but they're they're coming at the end of phase four. True. So that's the only reason I'm like one of those guys, for sure one of those guys is coming. Probably Doctor Doom first. Right? Like that's just pretty common sense to me that Doctor Doom is gonna show up. And this is where with all these different multiverses Technically, I guess any of those characters could come at any time. Yeah, exactly. A variation of them. And the multiverse thing is actually a very smart move now for Marvel as I've looked at this. It just makes more sense and it lets the, it lends them to interesting storytelling but also doing weird things like they're doing like with Steve Rogers going back and being with Peggy and all that stuff like it helps with those kinds of decisions that they're making. Loki singing and smashing goblets. We hear about uh, we we watch him sing in in Asgardian language. I wasn't able to get the translation for that. I, I tried to see if I could find it. I couldn't find that. I just didn't have enough time. I'm sure it's out there on Reddit somewhere. And we learned that Loki is the first bisexual character of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Sylvie also reveals that she had a lover. And do you think we're going to see her lover in the future? Or do we think we're going to see one of Loki's lovers come down the line in this? Uh, in, in either um, a man or a woman? Or non-binary. Well, it, was, it was bisexual, I don't believe. Well, I guess he's gender fluid, Mark. He's gender fluid is what they said. Well, I thought it's the char- Loki itself is gender fluid. Is sure. Loki... This Loki is bisexual, apparently. Yeah. Which totally no no pandering was done. It definitely wasn't a forced uh, conversation. Uh, Supernatural, uh, definitely something we needed to know about this Loki. Because you know all the love interests that we've we've had him go through and all the uh, all the movies so far. Definitely something we needed to know. If I'm seeing Loki with anyone in a relationship, it better be Beta Ray Bill. It better be that character or, like, F you, Daddy Feige. Please. The action set pieces this episode were really great, hey, too, I, I thought. I gave you the answer you wanted, Max. I, yep, and I'm moving on. I'm, I'm moving straight on to action Max set pieces. Max is running away from this stuff. I thought the... <laughs> I will not touch that with a 20-foot pole. The action set pieces at the beginning, I thought, with Sylvie were really dynamite. I thought the fight scenes on the train were great and how he threw his dagger and she kind of mocked him for it. And Robbie, I'm kind of with you more as you talk about Sylvie and her character change. You're kind of making a great point that I haven't thought about that. She like she totally was menacing the first two episodes, yeah. and then this last figure. episode, she was like kind of harmless. Yeah, I I, I well, no longer tr- she was fear trying to get character. that pad from him the whole time though. So like she was trying to be, but she's doing it like jokingly and like I don't yeah I don't like a Loki would. They, she's they, a god they, of mischief. I guess that's the argument somebody would I make, mean, right? Yeah, but I to me they've already ruined part of her character develop and now they're making another character that we're learning about i'm still just mad that i would have accepted a a six episode uh buddy cop owen wilson tom hiddleston show and i would have been happy with that and now that apparently it's going to be sylvie and loki the rest of the way and i'm kind of disappointed in that as well i'm okay with sylvie and loki being the buddy cop if if we're seeing good we need to see these threads that they put in this episode really pay off down the line. If these were just conversations that just grew their characters and there's no connection down the stretch, I'm going to be disappointed by that. 
So honestly, I want to see Sylvie's lover more than Loki's lover. Fine. Yeah. Prince or princess, whatever. But Sylvie's lover, I really want to see because I actually think there is a story piece to that. So with Loki, you nailed it, Robbie. He hasn't had a lover up to this point. And he could be bisexual, and that's fine for, for that cause and that stuff. But him having a lover isn't really helping his character in the terms of the arc we're looking at right now. Sylvie, that could lend that relationship could lend to help the character. Well, and that make that would make sense too, because we're we're trying to figure out why is she doing this to the timekeepers, you know? Right. So if it happens to do with some sort of lover from the past that she's not willing to talk about, yeah, then then that makes sense. And then the character development pays off in the end. And and to talk to to speak to your point on pandering, Valkyrie had a lover who was a female in Thor Ragnarok. She right. was on screen for 15 seconds, and that was a better love story than anything that happened here with Loki. Right. This is a, yeah. yeah. It was a significantly deeper character arc that was more fleshed out than this scene. So that's all I have to say on that subject. There was no reason to even bring it up with Loki, and they just decided, yep. that oh, was, this would be a cool thing to get clicks. And it was That, in my opinion, was the Marvel Cinematic Universe trying to really hype up the current uh, celebration of the month. So, but that's neither here nor there. We also get the Kree city that was getting destroyed. We didn't talk about this, but really strong Blade Runner. And I, I get Rick and Morty vibes from this too. Like the color schemes and how it looks. Like I just see Rick and Morty in this show. Like this is the first, in my opinion, live adaptation of Rick and Morty that this writer who was on it, who who is on it writing for the show, I feel like has really inserted into this. And I really enjoy that. And I, I'm, I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. So... I, I just wanted to make that observation and statement. I don't know what any of the Cree writing said on it. I couldn't find that on anything as well. But I'm sure there's some crazy Easter eggs on there. Um, and then we, as Loki and Sylvie run through the city, we talked about him um, resurrecting that building. The Ark gets destroyed, and we find out that they're stuck there, and they've reached the lowest of lows, and that ends the episode. To which Isaac was really talking, like hyping this ending up. And he even made a TikTok about it. You can check us out on TikTok, by the way. There's a selfless plug right there. Were you as like, whoa, this is a big cliffhanger as Isaac was? Because I just wasn't. No, this this cliffhanger was stupid. <laughs> if, you, if you want me to be honest, like I I I watched Isaac's TikTok afterward, and I was like, he was so hyped about it. I was like, dude, this was like, this episode wasn't good. Like. Yeah. If this was a 10, 12, like I already hit an early, but if this was a 10 or 12 episode series, an episode like this matter, like you can fit this in and it's fine. You have six episodes and you gave me this. I'm not thrilled with it. I'm not happy about it. And to give a kind of a cliffhanger, but you know everything is going to be fine because there's three more episodes, it doesn't, it didn't hit for me. It didn't even feel like a cliffhanger. It's just like, oh, they're so sad right now. Not only that, Robbie, but the cliffhanger from episode two, Robbie, which was like, oh, we're creating all these multi-dimensional places. That wasn't what was happening. It was just getting the guards out of the building so she could go back. That's what I said. <laughs> which you called that, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. What would you think of this ending? Um, my big question I thought was odd is like as everything's kind of like as they're trying to you know figure their way to the ship, the guards somehow notice them like they just start fighting them. Yeah, I thought that was they're odd. all going to die, too. Like what? Yeah, like, why Why are these guards fighting them? Which made me think, like, which I feel, like, maybe gives credence to 
someone else being in control of what's happening right now. Like those, like we'll find out in the next episode, those guards were actually TBA guards and stuff like that, fighting them. Cause Hey, I mean, that's, that's even another like thought, like maybe they actually made their way into those doors and now the timekeepers are in their heads and they're controlling what they're doing now. Maybe, I don't know. It just, it didn't make sense. Cause yeah, they're fighting countless guards. Like they go into like a bar type area and the guards chase them in there to fight them. Or they actually wound up in, on the nightmare level in the TVA. There's that too. That just, is a theory, Mark. I like that theory, actually. That is a theory. Worst go, case go, can you go into those die? woods? Go into those woods. Mark, that I, is dude, a that, theory. That just, that just, Robbie, when you were talking, that just popped in my head. Bring, like, bring me back a deer from those I have woods. no idea what TVA Nightmare would be all about, but let's say they got there and, like, you know, the Nightmare character's there. It's like, oh, well, you know, I can sedate these people and, you know, when help arrives and. Just countless I'll apocalypse put the, I'll put scenarios. Them, yeah. I'll put them in their worst case scenario and where it's like they're just helpless pretty much. And yeah. And like, you know, like the, start maybe the start of next episode will, you know, the plant blows up and they, you know, come to and there's Mobius standing right over them. Something like that. I don't know. Mephesto? Mephesto. <laughs> Rough owner. <laughs> it's Quicksilver looking down at them. <laughs> You guys have been in a Ralph Boner commercial. <laughs> oh, what's the actor's name? Evan Peters. Yeah. As Quicksilver. No, no. As Ralph Boner, dressed like Craven, the hunter. Deep cuts. Meta. Meta AF right there. They're in Halloween costumes and they're back in WandaVision. And <laughs> yeah, Max is furious. Yes. yes. <laughs> no! Curse you, Ralph Boner! I feel like people that listen to this show think all I do is sit around and just get angry about WandaVision. Boner, about boner jokes? He, he brings it up at least once a day, folks. I do not bring it up once a day. Mm. People bring it up to me more than I bring it up to them. Because we know how much you feel bad about it. Left an impact. It did leave an impact. Although, maybe that is what the show is supposed to do, right? Maybe in the long run, that is like a good thing for the show. That, that That's what that show has going for it. But, sure. it, it is. That was our review of episode three of Loki. You can check that out on Disney Plus right now. We've got three more episodes. I have no idea where it's going. I have hope, but the last two episodes have been underwhelming. The first episode I really liked, but the last two episodes have been a little underwhelming for me. So we're going to see how it goes. Rob, you want to plug anything that's coming up here on Twitch? Uh, Well, I'm not sure how we're going to do next week, but if you guys are listening to this uh, on today or whenever, uh, I stream typically every, uh, every Sunday, uh, Wednesday and Thursdays. I'll probably be switching that up though, because, uh, we have football going on on Sundays now. So be sure to keep an ear out for what we're doing on Twitch. I know Jarrett's going to get back into the swing of it. I know Isaac uh, is still streaming Thursday mornings. Um, but we're, we're opening packs. We're playing games. We're hanging out. Uh, we have a really good community that, uh, shows up to our Twitch channel, and um, I'm sure we would love to add anyone who wants to come hang out with us. As Robbie said, we'd love for you to come hang out with us. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as well. We have a really strong presence on there. We want to make sure you follow us on all those platforms. Mark, uh, what are you doing next week? Uh, not much. Just hanging out with a bunch of losers. <laughs> Heard that. <laughs> July 4th uh, is right week, around the corner, baby. Next week, I get to finally... Um, meet Jarrett for the second time face to face as the Infinity Bros assemble 
the sign in our blood, the Infinity Gauntlet that we're going to give away. So, oh, yeah. Can't wait. It's a big deal. So next week, just so everybody knows, we will try to get Loki episode four out, but that might be a difficult task. So we might just have to do a Loki episode four in five. IRL podcast review. and Twitch stream. Maybe we'll see. IRL. IRL. Uh, nah, we're, IRL. we're going on vacation, bros. Yeah, dog. So if we don't get an episode out next week, you can check us out on Discord and send IRL us your thoughts on all those as well. <laughs> live stream? We just live stream on Facebook. There you go. You can you can live now. stream on Twitch with your phone, dog. <laughs> we'll watch it I together can make that happen. in real time with but like wait no, we can't do that. Actually it would be cool us. for all of us to watch it together that night. You can, that we can do a live reaction. Yeah, but Robbie won't be there until Friday night. Oh, that's right. No, we we're gonna I think Friday we're coming down Friday earlier Friday. Hey. Oh <laughs> coming down Friday earlier. Well, uh, Robbie, thanks for coming on and taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, brother. And uh, just we're, we're thankful for you, and uh, we're, we're so blessed to have you in this group, man. You're the best. Hashtag blessed. Well, that was just mean. That was a positive <laughs> thing I said. Then you did that. Hashtag That's blessed, fine. Max. Mark, let's <laughs> head into the weeds and find some more things for the people and reconvene either in next week or two weeks. Gucci. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Can't wait. <laughs> Oh, man. And uh, to the audience, those that are listening, we love you guys, 3000. As always, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, theinfinitybros.com. Shoot us an email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. We will see you later. See you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>